All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, crewies, welcome back to another In the News. I'm Josh. I'm Erica. And I got to be honest, I haven't looked at anything that's in the news right now, so we could be opening a big pile of garbage right now. Um, we could be. So. I haven't either. We're going we're gonna to find out. I know one thing is certain we're definitely going to find out, but um, all the patron crewies just got 18 minutes because I wrote it down of behind the scenes. We dove into underrated, overrated Harry Potter characters. We talked about how you have to decorate your house in Florida or it just doesn't feel like Christmas. Absolutely not. I think you should get a snow machine. Okay. The one that blows soap, basically? No, it creates actual snow. So we have a uh, ski uh, place here. And Mm -hmm. generally, we don't get enough snow for the mountain to... It's not even really a mountain. It's a big-ass hill, let's be honest. (laughs) To keep... Enough snow. So they have these big snow machines that actually make snow to go on top of it because we don't generally get enough snow to keep the... Because what happens is we get snow and then it warms up and it all melts. And then we get snow and then it melts. So it really pisses the kids off because their snowmen don't last very long. They just melt away. They're not... They need a... Like in Frozen, right? They need the little cloud. They do. They need an Elsa cloud. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. See, the problem with the snow machine here... Is the minute the snow comes out, it's just going to turn into rain. <laughs> that was the joke, because then you're going to have have muddy, nasty yeah. Christmas um, stuff. Abby decorated the back living room, though, with... Um, it looks very similar to what you would do for Christmas, but for Halloween. So, like, orange and purple Halloween lights hanging all over the yeah. walls. And she's got, like, this table set with, like, skulls on it. Dude, it's really cool. I'm like, why don't we just leave it like this all the time? That's true, because Halloween... I mean, we're horror fans, right? So... It's pretty appropriate all year round. Yes. Did you see me drop my pen on my space bar? I just freaked out because if you hit the space bar, sometimes it stops recording. So it's like, oh, oh. no, Josh, what did you do? Well, we're still here, so we're good. <laughs> what did you do? I got to check audacity to make here. sure it's still there. This is behind the scenes stuff, people, behind the scenes stuff. So without going into too much detail, because you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to ruin it for you. I want you to go in to this movie with no preconceived notions of what my thoughts are, even though you already know. And I know that I highly impact just your daily life at this point. You're like, I bet when you get to work and you walk by the vending machine, okay, and you're like, oh, I could use a Mountain Dew. I don't even know if you drink Mountain Dew. Oh, I could use a Mountain Dew today. And then you walk up to it and you're like, what would Josh do? And you immediately go, Josh knows there's like 70 grams of sugar in Mountain Dew. He wouldn't drink this because it could give him diabetes. And if he gets diabetes, he could get overweight. And if he gets overweight, then he could have to have his legs cut off. And if he has to have his legs cut off, he would have to be in a wheelchair. And then if he had to be in a wheelchair, he wouldn't be able to get down to the HMC studios because it's downstairs and there's steps. And Abby's not going to put a ramp in. He's not going to be able to build a ramp if he doesn't have any legs so i shouldn't get this mountain dew because josh wouldn't get it because of all those reasons and then you walk in to work and you just slay dude actually i choose a diet coke that wore me out (laughs) that was a lot you didn't breathe did you (laughs) a couple but what i was doing was i i heard myself going into my mark Wahlberg impression and i wanted to stay out of it so i was like thinking and talking while probably forgetting to breathe. You nailed it, though, dude. You, I mean, you, you made a whole scenario. You. you nailed it. 
I mean, I'm impressed. <sighs> I'm on wow. the YouTube video. I'm just like staring, like, wow. It makes it look like you're looking at me, like I wish he would shut up, or you froze, no. or you froze, or I froze. Or yes, because I'm literally yeah. like, hmm, he's he's going for it. Where's he going? He is going this? for it. So you but gotta what, give me. You I do not drink credit. Mountain Dew. Mm. Do you? No, but it was part of the reason that I became a bigger lad in my very early 20s uh, because I would drink like six a day. See, I would drink a Mountain Dew on the way to work. I would drink a yeah. Mountain Dew at my first break. I would drink a Mountain Dew at lunch, and I would drink a Mountain Dew on the way home. I would drink a Mountain Dew on the way to college. That's five. And then I would likely drink one while I was at school. Yeah, that's a lot. Diet Coke. Dude, I went from, and the YouTuber person that commented last week or early this week about how Oh, I clicked this video so that I could listen to you talk about the movie. But here you guys are 25 minutes into the episode talking about yourselves still. Like people really want to listen to things about you. And I'm thinking, I mean, you clicked on the episode that is an hour and 40 minutes long. Right. Have you, have you never listened to uh, an, a, a HMC Studios Presents or, or Horror Movie Crew podcast episode, Mr. YouTuber? I don't think so. He was upset. I said, that's okay. We do this all the time. But Just, you listen 25 minutes anyway. And I bet he laughed. Honestly, people, if this is your first time ever listening to anything on HMC Studios, okay, you see the videos are long. We get on here and we right. just have a conversation. We like to make each other laugh. We hopefully make you laugh. Mark has told me, and I've had other listeners tell me, that they've been at the gym and they can't listen to us at the gym <laughs> because they're laughing so hard that they fall off the <laughs> treadmill. Or people look at them like they're stupid. Mark told me a story once. He was driving to work and he was laughing so hard at a traffic light that people in other cars were looking at him funnily. Really? Funnily? That's not a word. That's awesome. Yeah. Which so, episode was this? I wonder. This was a while ago. This was many months ago. ago. So, um, to that listener on YouTube, I apologize that you are upset with your um, choice, and I hope that it was the greatest twenty-five minutes of your life. And yeah. I bet that your nice. wife wishes that you could last twenty-five minutes with her, like you did with our episode, sir. So. <laughs> uh, oh, you went there, sir. I know he's. You're probably used to short time frames okay and i understand it didn't fall into that but i you know i have a solution for all of this erica i do Tell five me. minute reviews go watch those if you would like and then come back and laugh that's true that's true there you go wow i like it you went there but yes you were gonna tell me that you huh? liked oh Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so anyway, uh, that was a long route. We took the long way to get Home. there, my dear, um, which is okay. I live out in the country, so we take the long way just about everywhere. Uh, why hmm. not, right? Check this out. This is how you know why I'm back into the not? drinking. Look at this big bastard. Damn, this is my that is huge. Thank you. I get that a lot. This is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've actually never heard that before. Uh, this is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Like, no, I'm being serious. And nobody's ever told me that. Um, I feel like we can be honest with each other. Um, we can. Usually people try to be nice and they're like, oh, thank goodness. It's, it's, it's the perfect because the big ones hurt. That's usually what they tell me. I'm like, oh, great. It's the right size. <laughs> Or they go, oh, a snack size. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know about that being a good thing. Oh, that's not good? 
per- personal choice. At least they're polite. Um, I'm going to spill At this least. everywhere. Snack size is ah! polite. Okay. Anyway, I went to see Exorcist Believer last Yesterday, night. Yesterday, right? Last night. Yes, I yep. did. Um, I have not done a video for it yet because I just haven't had time. I'm hopeful that I will get one in tomorrow, get it up for the weekend. But I got to be honest, Erica, I went to watch this movie, and you know I went hard on this movie. I've been going hard on this movie. And I got to be honest, dude, it delivered for me. I I know. I read that. Well, you would have given it a perfect score. I really would have. So I, a few things, and I've already spoken about this. So I don't feel like I'm giving anything away. I don't want to give any spoilers away from anybody who hasn't seen it. I knew going into it that the father-daughter relationship was going to have me invested yeah. anyway, right? Right. It also has to be stated that I do not like the first Exorcist movie. I think it's completely overrated. And I understand at the time it was probably very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Innovative. So, innovative. Eh, like something like shocks you. It's like, um, yeah. why can't I think of the word? It doesn't matter. I get it. But I did Don't not <laughs> live through that. I didn't mm-hmm. see it until like four to five weeks ago was the first time I watched it. And right. um, it I didn't did, resonate with you. It didn't resonate with me, but I could see it polarizing. I could see how it was uh, a polarizing movie in... Uh, the 70s or 80s, whenever it came out. But for me, I just, I don't have that relationship to that movie. That probably helps because you are correct. I probably would have given this a perfect score had they not brought back the uh, original character from the first movie, the mom from the first Mm. movie. I think her name is, uh, is it Bernstein? Ellen Bernstein. That's her. Thank you. Um, Bailed me out there so the people don't think I'm completely stupid, even though I am. (laughs) We're a team completely unnecessary adds probably Mm. total 15 additional minutes to the movie that are unnecessary. And Mm. I think it took away from what they were doing character building wise from the father character. Okay. So I think if they had honed more on honed in more on him and less spent less time trying to build that relationship and explain why freaking light just went out again and explain why, She's there. What happened to her after the first exorcist? Because it's completely irrelevant to the story. They just did it like Mm. Texas Chainsaw. They brought Sally back. They just brought that character back for nostalgia purposes for the Mm. the fans. And I think it hurt the story. However, if you go to my letterbox, Josh's mannequin, I think that's what it is. I got like a thousand handles. I think that's that one. I Um, think it is. Yeah. You'll see. I rated it very high. The movie is so mean. It is this a mean movie all the way through. I'm curious as to what you mean. I don't That has me curious as to what you mean by that. I so I don't I, want to give too much away. You need to go see right. this movie, dude, so we can talk about right. it. Um Yeah. I think I'll Jess, try to go Jess watch has it. seen it and I haven't talked to her about it at all yet, but um I mean it's just mean all the way through it and if Anything that I feel comfortable telling you without giving, in my opinion, too much away is like tonally believer is the perfect name for subtitle name for, I don't think that's the right word, sub whatever name for this movie because belief and what it means to believe and how certain people 
um, live their beliefs up front or, or I'm trying to not give anything away, but like this, the, the, <laughs> the word, like the, the theme of belief is from the Big. opening scenes to the very last scene. And I think a lot of people didn't connect with it and didn't look for these underlying themes because of maybe having too much of a connection with the first one. Um, mm. Or just because everybody, for whatever reason, has such a problem with Blumhouse and David Gordon Green right now after this last Halloween trilogy. Um, mm. I, like I said, I told you this. I saw people that were trashing this movie before they saw it. Yeah. I mean, they're really, they have, I mean, I don't have a problem with Blumhouse or I forgot his name already. You just said it. These people with three names. That's like, all right. Da- David, David Gordon Green. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with that. So that's interesting. I didn't even think that was an influence on it at all. Is the movie long? Does it feel long? Does it? It does not feel long. It's an hour and it's basically a two hour movie. Honestly, like two hours. it's an hour and 48 minutes or something, but it, Honestly, it felt like it could have been longer. As weird as that sounds oh. to say. Wow. Okay. And like I said, the only parts that drag or that kind of lost me were when they were focusing on the um, legacy character. Got it. Because okay. again, maybe that will. I think it was a marketing ploy to get people that like the original movie Probably. back and say, "Hey, look what happened to this character. Oh, this character's in it. Is Reagan going to be in it? Are they going to bring Linda Blair back?" Um, right. I think that's why they did that. And they probably had people go see it that wouldn't have just because she was going to be in it. But I think to build, because this is supposed to be a trilogy, and to build a foundation with this movie to add two more movies to it, I don't, in my opinion, and again, people can disagree with me, it didn't hurt the movie to where it's unwatchable or it's bad. It's a bad movie because you see what my rating is for it. Um, But it was just unnecessary. And it was unfortunate because I think they could have built on what, they had going with the dad character even more had they not focused so much. And again, 15 minutes out of an hour and 50 minute movie isn't terrible, but it was like, clearly those were the parts for me that drug. 15 minutes can make a difference though. That's, that's a big chunk of time. So, I mean, I'm still curious. I actually wasn't going to go see it um, (coughs) at all. I was just going to wait and watch it at home. Mm. I would suggest seeing it in theater for the sound. The sound the is sound. so good. It's so okay. good. It's so creepy. Um, okay. The child actors that play, could I think her name's Catherine, and uh, oh, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here. Angie? Angela? Angela, I think her name is. Catherine and Angela. But those two child actors are so good. And the special effects are phenomenal like the way they make these two girls look and they just continually show their bodies deteriorating is yeah like i said i would have probably rated this perfect movie had those other parts not been those things i don't feel like i can rate to for me to give something a five and call it a perfect movie i have to love it from beginning to end right and i just couldn't couldn't with that with that one but i bet you if i were to pull up letterbox and look at all the movies i've ever rated there's probably not very many fives i probably i think i have a few fives i'd have to look i was trying to go look at your rating but i don't know why it doesn't pop up immediately i would think so but if you click on the movie itself 
and you look under it, my if we are friends on there, so my rating should be under it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Wow. Yeah, you did. Wow. Very nice. But yes, and, and again, God, I, we should move on because I'm going to ruin the movie for you. And I don't want to. Um, but I would <laughs> definitely suggest if you can see it in theaters. Do you think knowing somewhat, I would think by now you kind of know how I am with movies. Do you think I would get scared at any point? Yes. Okay. That's always worth it to be yes. like, ah. Yeah, I think that you. I think that you will. Uh, for me, it was they have jump scares, which is fine. I'm not a huge jump scare person. Like Seth goes for the jump scares. That's not yeah, my thing. So I like it. He wasn't able to come with me. Uh, he had prayer prior engagement. Actually, the only reason I got to go is because I got back from a business trip early. That was the only way I could nice. go. Um, so Seth couldn't go, but Seth would have liked the jump scares. Yeah, there were jump scares, and there's like the the fake jump scares that keep you guessing. Um, okay. But this movie, like I said, this movie is just so fucking mean. And I think after you watch it, you'll understand why. I, that's like the only way I can describe it without giving it away, giving things away. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it just, it, it like cuts you and continues to cut you and cut you and all the way to the very end of the movie. And that's the last thing I'm going to say, because again, I'm going to ruin the movie for you. Um, okay. And I, I want you to like be at the end of the movie and see if you have the same feelings coming out of it that I have after you see uh, the, you know, the movie as a whole. So yeah. Anyway, Exorcist, you know. Exorcist Believer, I suggest people go see it in theaters, give it a shot, you know, leave your preconceived notions at the door of what this is and why they're doing this and just go and have fun. Fair enough. And I'm what I am going to go watch this weekend. So let me see if I can sneak Exorcist in. I'm, Going on a daughter dad date okay. Sunday night to watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice, dude. Nice. Yep. Are you guys going late night? Or are you going? What? What are you guys? What's the plan? Seven p.m. We're gonna do dinner, dad daughter dinner. Okay. And then uh, go to the movie. I'm excited because he really likes it. He's always really enjoyed that movie and. I would love to see this on the big mm. screen because I think when this came out, I was probably big enough to go to the theater, but I never went okay. to watch this. Yeah. I love the music in this. I mean, it's it's the perfect. I mean, I put it on our list, right, of Halloween time movies. You could do it for Christmas, too. Yes. It's just one of those childhood classics. I'm super excited to hear it like loud <laughs> and see the clay. <laughs> Is it claymation? Stop um, motion? I don't know what they used for that. I would, Admittedly, I've never been a huge Nightmare Before Christmas fan. Uh, my kids are really into it, which got me more into it. Yeah. Um, but I would like to take them. But I don't know. If, I don't think we have anything going on Sunday morning. Our Halloween party is Saturday night. Ooh. Um, well, it's the kids party is from four to seven, and the adult party is from seven to who knows. Whenever. Um <laughs> But I Sweet. wonder if we I could sneak them to see it on like I got to steal them from my wife to take them to the thing. We would we would all go everybody. I don't want people to think like I'm in the middle of like a, a separation or something with my wife where they're yeah. like I got to steal. Yeah, them. right. Amber alert. I got to steal something. them from her, dude. I got to get I got to get them from her. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can yeah. make that happen. I got a birthday party at four, which is at Chuck E. Cheese, which I'm stoked for because I love their pizza. You know what? 
I know oh I have been to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm lying. But I mean, I think I've only been there once because we had a different place like that down mm-hmm. here. One was called Discovery Zone okay. when I was a kid. Loved that one. That that was the one I went to. And it was like a Chuck E. Cheese, but I thought it was better because they had a lot of, um, I don't know what they're called, places that you could just like climb shit uh, all day, okay. like throughout the whole afternoon and yeah. like a bunch of those, what are the ball pits? The plastic yes. ball pits and everything. It was very active. They had the video games, the pizza and all that, but they had all that activity where you could climb stuff. And we had this other place called Dandy Bear here. That sounds kind of like a sketch, dude. I'm just telling you right. Dandy Bear sounds like, mm, that sounds like a place like um, uh, gay men. Five Nights at like, Freddy's? No, no, like, like gay men that um, are not out of the closet and they had, oh. they had a family. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, babe, I'm going to take the kids on to Dandy Bear for the And then like the kids will go off and play. And then the dads may or may not sneak into the bathroom. It does sound that way. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. It's a, It was a classic down here, though. Mm-hmm. That was like the Chuck E. Cheese of this local area. It, yes. it actually closed down not that long ago. And it was like this big, sad, newsworthy situation situation i'm like that place was a dump like move mm. on it's fine go to but you didn't know that as a point, kid but... right huh i said you didn't know that as a kid though right like you just thought it was awesome yeah of course but as as you grow up it's terrible when you really look at it from the outside at least that place was Chuck E. cheese at there you know they build new establishments now so they look good yes but that one that dandy bear was a little sketch even then for mm. kids well i mean that okay, might not be a, well, a, a bad segue into where we're going but i would like to go back and just so nobody gets offended by my comment seth my one of my best friends who is a gay man has told me about these dads that may or may not do these things um okay so <laughs> okay. that these are true things people don't come at me getting all upset because i may have <laughs> spilled the beans on what goes on at the dandy bear okay calm down everybody everybody's so upset i do have a question for you though and i was driving back yes. from the movies last night um thinking mm. because um i had read a few letterbox reviews from people that i respect in our community and mm. the overwhelming response for exorcist believer was negativity Very negative, Negative. Mm -hmm. very, um, again, a lot of hate for Blumhouse, a lot of hate for for David Gordon Mm. Green and Danny McBride's companies that are doing these Halloween movies, these exorcist movies, the upcoming Aliens, I think they're involved with as well. Uh, Danny McBride Mm. did the previous Alien movie. uh, What was that called? Uh, Alien Covenant, I think is what it was called. But um, Yeah, I think so. I think, and I think I might have texted this in the group earlier, I think a lot of us are very spoiled and don't understand. Maybe we are. I hate, I hate when people tell me I don't understand things. So I don't think that they see what a thriving time it is right now for our genre. And mm-hmm. I think it's very common for this to happen because you don't, know what you have until you don't have it right so i'm wondering if like and again i think we have this now because of the pent-up demand we got from the pandemic and i think with this writer's strike and this actor's strike you're getting ready to see a vacuum effect because you had all this content 
from the pandemic. Then you have this writer's strike, which is negatively going to impact the movies that are going to be coming out, right? Because you can't write, you can't act, you can't direct, you can't make movies. Right. So we're going to see a vacuum effect where there's, it's going to slow down. And it may not be for three years because they have previously written scripts and they have previously provided budgets and everything for movies. They're just waiting for the end so they can do it. However, you're going to see that vacuum because nothing has been happening the last year. So That's true. So maybe in like two to three years? I think so. So I'm wondering, and if you agree, disagree with me, please disagree with me. You know I love a good debate. But I think right now... Times are great. We're getting all of this content. We're getting all of these movies. Um, there's something for everybody. But I think that's going to go away. And it'll be interesting to see if when that happens, that we do not get all of these movies. We're not getting... Like I rattled off in the uh, Kruby or the Stabby's Awards that we did. Like, when in our lifetime are we ever going to get, again, like last year, where we got a Scream movie, a Texas Chainsaw movie, a... Um, Chucky Michael TV Myers. series, a Michael Myers. Like the only thing we didn't get was a Freddy and a Jason movie. But you have these fan films making these better than the production company Jason movies. Like anyway, so really we did get Jason movies through this yeah. whole thing. They were just on YouTube made by fans, and I'm sorry, but they were probably better than sixty percent of the Jason offerings we have now. But nonetheless, back to my question because I know I asked you a question and then went way over here. <laughs> Do you think that we are just blind to the fact that we are being overly spoiled right now? I would say so. I didn't even think about that. I Since COVID, and it could be because of the podcast too, I feel like there is nonstop content for horror. I, I think it's also the streaming services, and I think because COVID happened all these streaming services have pumped out more than pre COVID. Mm -hmm. So I, I do feel spoiled to a point where I'm, well, I tell, I talk about it all the time. I don't know what to watch anymore. I literally don't know what to do with my time. And it honestly, it's a lot like, it's okay. If it, I will, I will regret saying it could back up <laughs> a little bit because it's a lot. Um, I don't know if we will feel a lull, though, because if there are so many movies in production, right, because I think it t it takes all this t few years to happen, right, from idea to script, concept, all this conception, money, all of this, right, to make a movie that there's so many projects happening, maybe they'll space it out so you don't feel this year of a gap. Right. Well, That's my my thought. Or they just pump out crap. Well, I was going to say, let me, problem. let me re, um, re ask. That sounds really smart, Josh. Let <laughs> me, uh, rephrase the question. Rephrase. I, I yeah. don't think we're going to get a quantity lull. I think we're going to get mm, a quality, quality lull. <laughs> and I think what's going to happen is you're going to see, because because they make so much money on these movies, they're going to continue to put out horror movies and they're yeah. going to, they're going to make at least their money back. Right. Um, what I yeah. mean when I say that is, is we're going to go see these movies three year, two, three years from now. And we're going to be like, Oh my God, these are terrible. And then like compare them. And maybe we won't even have the wherewithal to do this or even think about it, but I will. Cause I'm going to remember this moment. Cause I am a vindictive <laughs> person. No, I'm kidding. I kind of am though. Um, 
where as we like watch these movies that are coming out and then we go back and we're like, oh my God, this makes Exorcist Believer look like a perfect movie, a five out of five. Mm. Whereas today, because we have yeah. all of this content, people are upset about it and they're like, oh man, this is like a one and a half or a two, but they compare it to, let's say something that we're getting three years from now because they're just trying to get something out that's not as good. And they're like, oh man, that really makes that look better than I thought it was then. Yeah. I mean, I, and that's what I was, that's what I was trying to say too, is that we're, if anything, we're going to get crap because they want to pump out so much stuff Mm -hmm. out there. Are we spoiled? We are definitely spoiled. The horror community is very spoiled. I've never seen so much content and I'm one of those where I feel like I, I haven't fully enjoyed a lot of it this year. And I don't know if it's because of that. Right. Mm. Saw has been, I'm still thinking about it. It's been one of the ones I've really enjoyed this year. Scream and Haunted Mansion. Everything else has just kind of insidious. I did like insidious a lot, actually. But even the ones that I liked now I've kind of just forgotten and I'm already in that. All right. Well, maybe it's that great. So, but then, yeah, what if something like VHS 85 three years from now is going to be so bad that's like, it's going to look great now. <laughs> well, I don't know about that one, but uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but can you imagine if it's bad now, then VHS five years from now is going to be even worse, in my opinion, although it got great ratings besides Mark and I not liking it, but it did get good ratings. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let me look, but. I think people liked it, and Mark and I are like, "What did we miss? <laughs> well, we missed something." Like I've, I know I did this last episode, but I've watched more movies since then. But like, so on my 2023 horror movie watch list, okay, there's mm-hmm. what? So one, two, three, four times one, two, three, four, five, six is 24, 25, 26. There's 26 movies on here, mm-hmm. and. The majority of them, uh, so, I, again, I know I did this last time, but there's one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Highly rated. Eleven. What I give this? Twelve. Thirteen. Okay, so I got a three and a half. So, 12 of the 26, almost half of them, I gave a four or higher. Hmm. And then from there, like every, let's see what the lowest rated is. So I have the lowest rated on here is Run Rabbit Run, which is a Netflix movie. And mm-hmm. um, I think I gave it like a two and a half. Yeah, I thought, I, I heard that one's not that great. So I mean, like, the for me strictly for me not I'm not speaking for anybody else like I am still of the mindset this year is going to end up being better than next year mm. whenever we because I fully plan on doing an episode where we look at them I'm trying still trying to figure out how we do it and make it fair to both years I'm thinking what we do is is we take our maybe it would, it would depend on how many movies we watched right like so like yeah. let's say we watched. I think I have 26 for this year. I'll probably have more by the end of it. I think a lot of us will because of the Stabby's Award, so we try to watch as many as we can. But let's yeah. say we have 15, 
it averages out to everybody has like 15 movies. They new movies from those years that they have watched. I think we take the highest and the lowest and you take them out. Yeah. And then you figure out what the average is and see which year averages out better. Mm. Like your average rating for that year. And I, for me, I, it's heavily looking like this year is going to be probably higher than last year. And last year was a monster year for horror. So it was, you know what last year I think, cause as you're talking, I'm trying to think I, one of the things I noticed for myself, at least with last year's movies, I rewatched a few of them. Okay. This year, because I wanted to, and I was, I wanted to rewatch these movies versus this year. I watched them in the theater I enjoyed it. It was fun. I gave them a good rating, but I, I'm good if I don't watch them again. Versus last year where I couldn't wait to watch Barbarian again, for example, or Smile, or Fresh. Um, even X, that I didn't really like it the first time. I still yeah. watched it a second time. Enjoyed it a little bit more. I watched Scream 5 twice. Like I watched a lot of these movies twice last year. So I don't know if that has an influence where I feel like I they had rewatchability mm. so it made me love them more yeah versus this year where i enjoyed the theater experience but would i watch it again i don't know i i don't think so and especially with so much to watch that's where i know like if i'm gravitating towards a movie or liking it saw 10 i would watch again I'm wondering how many I rewatched so I don't know. from last year versus this year. I don't tend to rewatch movies much like Saul or Saul. From Saul. I would watch Saul 10 again, but like Scream, of course, I watch those yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how many and if that is an impacting factor. I don't know. It's just, it's a thought. Rewatchability for it's sure. Interesting. For sure. But then yeah. again, it kind of uh, goes into like, am I going to rewatch them later? Because usually like down the mm -hmm. line, I'll rewatch them. Like the, like the problem now is we've gotten like, think about all the movies we've gotten just from like July to today. Yeah. Like I don't have, I can't rewatch them because if I have time to watch a movie, I need to watch something I haven't watched because of this stab. And again, it's my own fault because I put on this stabbies awards thing at the end of the yeah. year. And I need to, I feel like to, to accurately, which is funny, Seth and I got into a conversation the other day about this because he has hardly watched anything. He's watched like four new movies this year. Um, and I've got like 26, right? But I'm like, for me to accurately give a pick for that selection, I want to have given every movie I can the opportunity to, like they care if they win this award anyway. But like, I feel like for me to give them my nomination, Nominated. like I have yeah. to have seen other things. I would hate to go back later and like, let's say like I don't get to watch the passenger um, this, this year, which is a movie that came out this year. And I really want to watch. Um, mm -hmm. Let's say I don't get to watch it before the, the episode. And then I watch it in February and it's, I'm, I'm like, this is my favorite movie of all time. And then I did not get to nominate right. that movie. Like I would like, I would feel like I cheated the movie in myself. So like, I want to see all of the movies that I can versus that's like, dude, I'm going to watch what I can watch and I'm going to nominate the movies I've seen for those categories. And that's going to be that. So it's like, obviously two differing viewpoints. Right. But like for me, yeah. I don't, I'm not able to rewatch. Like I'd never watched um, smile again. And I would like, I feel like if I watched it again, I may feel differently about the way I felt about it the first time, but like, I just don't have time to do it. Right. That's what's making. And that's why I don't know if that's accurate for me to to say because 
I don't know. I feel like I have less time this year versus last year because I re like I said before the end of the year, I rewatched all those movies that came out. Um, the only one I've rewatched this year is Sick. That's it. That's the only one I've watched twice. And I think. did you watch Scream yeah. Six twice? No, I've only seen it once. <sighs> Everything I've watched in the theater only one time. Hmm. I watched Scream Six twice in theaters, Erica. So. And at home already, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, like two or three times. I would like to watch Evil Dead again. See, I'm I'm good. I I really I don't. Yeah, oh, I don't. it was so good. I thought it was so, so good. It was good. I, I mean, we did a whole episode on it, but I'm I'm OK without watching hmm. it again. I'm OK without watching Insidious again. Would I like if somebody said, hey, yeah, you want to watch it? Sure. But it's not something I'm going to. Rewatch it wasn't it wasn't like last year, like I'm saying, I really felt so connected with last year that yeah. it's just it's different. I don't know. And again, we've reviewed a bunch of movies, you and I and on our podcast. And I, I like them, but yeah. I don't know. It's just mm. weird. It's a Interesting. weird place I'm in right now. <laughs> well, it's also subjective, right? Because everybody's different. Yeah. So like whereas you may like you want to find a movie. I'm, I'm not saying like this is how you are. I'm saying I'm throwing it out as like a, a uh, yeah. as an example. Like somebody, not you, Erica, um, from HMC <laughs> Studios and the Horror Cafe podcast, but yeah. just somebody out there. They want to find a movie that is like their movie. They, they like yeah. it. They want to share it with everybody they know, and then they want to go home and they want to watch it multiple times. Versus yeah. somebody like uh, my, more like in tune with me and i know everybody's gonna laugh because i've seen this freaking halloween movie behind me a hundred times i've seen scream <laughs> 700 times i've watched scream six probably eight times already this year but like those are different i feel like those are in their own separate category right like yeah and i said it before they could put out a really shitty scream movie and i'll give it a five and argue with you all day that it's a great movie um <laughs> because i'm biased as shit and that's just the way that i am uh rob zombie yeah. could put out and arguably people think he already has i don't think that he has but he could put out a really crappy movie and i would argue with you and i would find because i think what we do in these situations is we find something that we like and we can hold on to and it's, yeah. it makes it important to us right even though like the casual viewer or the casual watcher of that person's movies is, is just like they see it for face value of what they think it is right versus me who's yeah. going into it looking for something to like um anyway so somebody like me who is just like continually watching movies trying to just see all consume all of the horror content that i can um yeah. So obviously that would impact somebody's view or feeling on that movie versus somebody who's is different from it, right? I have no problem watching most movies one time and, and moving on to something else. And usually I don't either. I, I enjoy watching movies, but I don't know. I feel like I'm honestly in a funk this year. I, mm. and it's what I'm saying that it's, it's overwhelming um, I prioritize the movie theater releases versus obviously streaming because yeah. as we mentioned on here, I enjoy going to the movies, but I don't know. I just feel completely underwhelmed this year. And that could be a, a, on me that I just feel funked out. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's something else that's strange. interesting is that when did Halloween kills come out? Was that in 2000 and 
two? E- no, because no. Ends came out last year. Which would have been 2022, right? Yeah. I think it came out the year before, 21. Did it? Because of pandemic. Think, so I'm not sure. Maybe it came out in October of 2020. Halloween kills release date. Maybe. I'm probably going to start glitch dancing. October 15th, 2021. Okay. Because you know what? It was done. It was completed and they didn't they didn't release it. They held on to it because it should have came out in 2020 or maybe even 2019. Probably because of the pandemic. Let's see. When did Halloween Kills Rap Production? Rap Production. So a rap production in November 3rd of 2019. It should have came out in October of um, 2020 and they held it for a year because of the pandemic. So, um... Makes sense. I don't even know where I was going with that, if I'm being completely I don't honest either. with you. Uh, what did I, I was say? talking about being in a funk. Me, that I'm oh, in a funk. Yeah, so Halloween Kills came out <laughs> uh, in theaters and on streaming. And okay. I was still in that mindset of, I prefer to watch movies at home. Mm. I have no desire to go to see them at the movies. If they offer it at home or at the movies, I'm going to watch it at home. Right. Which has completely been flipped on its head now, right? Like, I thoroughly enjoy going to the movies um, now. Yeah. Again, I think it's a few things that played into it. Did my, my whole personality change in two years? Probably not. Um, my kids are older. It's easier for us to go to them. I've found joy in going to the movies by myself, which is funny because I asked Abby uh, on the way home and I texted her. I was like, hey, do you want to see Exorcist Believer? And she was like, are you asking me if I want to see it because you want to know if I want to see it? Or are you asking me if I want to see it because you'd rather go to the movies by yourself and see it? And I was like, no, I want to know if you want to see it because if you have no desire to see it, like I will go see it by myself. But if you want to see it, I will wait and see it with you. And she was like, I know you really want to see it and I can't go tonight. So if you want to go by yourself, that's fine. Or you can ask one of your friends to go. So I, again, I text and my friend Tyler went with me. Um, Yeah. But like I thoroughly enjoy going to the movies now. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that is playing into why I am enjoying movies so much this year because I'm seeing a lot more of them in theater, mm. which I uh, have found a new appreciation for in the quality of not just the picture itself, but the sound that you get when you see a yep. movie in theaters. I really do think it changes your experience. And I've seen more, I bet you the majority of these movies, these 26 movies from this year, I've seen in theaters. It, I can see that because that kind of, in a way, happened to me last year, where last year was the, I guess, the first year post-COVID going back to the theater consecutively. Because I've always been a movie theater. We know we've talked about this. Dinner and a movie is my favorite thing to do. Yep. Or lunch, whichever. And obviously the pandemic stopped that. And last year was the first year, especially during the horror season, where you got to go to the movies again. Mm -hmm. So that could be tying into why I love those movies so much from last year. So you could be on to something with that as well. It could be that whole, well, with me, it's like, we're back. (laughs) And not only are we back, but we have these um at you know the amazing movies that we got last year so it it could be a factor as well memories nostalgia or re-finding liking going to the movies in your case refinding i love it when you also create words because it's then it's not just me they're like these people are wordsmiths okay we are (laughs) wordsmiths okay wordsmen Yes. yes we're wordsmen 
Um, so bad. You know what I mean. Whatever the term is, okay, we should keep a book. We should, because I feel like I make up a new word every freaking episode, and then I like I like listen I to it do. later and be like, "Ah, oh, you're such an idiot. That's not a word." Yeah, but this one's not either. But that's all right. Whatever. I, I would you know what I meant. Like that one guy, they got upset because he's doesn't last very long. Um, twenty five minutes. No way that guy's lasting twenty five minutes. He had like a receding hairline and everything. He was ugly. Um, <laughs> snack size. Maybe he's probably like a king size. Um. Oh, supersize. Gosh, calm down, dude. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't remember now. I've been drinking, so you got to watch it. I distracted um, you. <laughs> I know I had a good thought, too. Damn it. Uh, we were talking about making up words and... It's before that. Reigniting our adoration of the movie theater. Oh, I was going to say, you said you love dinner in a movie. Yeah. Let me lay this one on you. I'm sure you've done this, but this is the ultimate to me, okay? I don't ever have enough time in a day to do this anymore but it was always fun for me mm-hmm. you go get lunch mm-hmm. go to the movie so you get a late lunch go to the movie after the movie you go to a bar and you get drinks and talk about the movie yeah that that's also key. great because if you go to dinner and then the movie you're seeing like an eight or nine o'clock movie you're getting out of the movie at nine or, right. or out at nine sorry you get out at 11 no. 11 30 12 right you're Tired. like just take me home and let's go to bed like i don't want to discuss this movie and like but like if you go yep. at lunch you watch the movie then you go and you get drinks and you're sitting down eating wings talking about the movie i'm spitting buffalo sauce and ranch everywhere if it's a good movie so i'm excited Yep. People laugh because Seth and I sit on the same side of the booth because he didn't want me to spit ranch and buffalo <laughs> sauce at him across the booth. So when we're hanging out at Fozzie Bear's daycare, whatever that place was you used to go to. Um, <laughs> Dandy Bear. How is it? Dandy Bear. But uh, dude, <laughs> we've done like an hour of in the news almost. And I don't think we've looked at a single news article. Now we're get- Now he's going to come back and say we've been talking for an hour. <laughs> Well, no, because we talked about the Exodus. We talked about True. are we spoiled horror fans? We talked about the rewatchability Nightmare before Christmas. Nightmare yeah. before Christmas. Watch about the rewatchability of movies in twenty twenty two versus twenty twenty three, and how that impacts people's overall feelings about movies. And we discussed why you should see a movie in a theater. I think these are solid points. Just saying. And this is our show. That guy can lick my butthole. Okay. He might. <laughs> I, he looks a like dandy he, mm, he looks like he might. He's like a weird looking. He'd probably show up with a jar of peanut butter, though. He'd be like, hey, um, uh. <laughs> oh, no. um, this is like horror movie crew podcast circa 2018 when we were really raunchy. Um, all right, what do we got here? Let's see what we got. I told you, I don't know what kind of news we're going to step into here because uh, I, you know, what, you know what I want to look at? We're going to go full circle background. Exorcist, Believer, Numbers. current box office. It's been out for two weeks already, right? Let's see. I think. Yes, because the Taylor Swift movie came out this last weekend. Yeah, do, do you use this Friday Exorcist? Or, I'm sorry, do you use this Box Office Mojo site? I really like it. Box Office Mojo? Yeah. No, I've never... I used to like there. it. I don't like it. Now, maybe this isn't the right one. <laughs> don't click on it. Uh, don't click on it. Do not do it. Okay. 
all releases. Here we go. Domestic, 47 million. Uh, international, 42 million. So for a total worldwide yeah. box office of $90.3 million. And what wow, do we say? The, low. What well, do we say the budget was? Oh, I don't know. That That's where we have to look. Yeah, because we now know. You have to triple your budget. Yeah. But I got to be honest, the box office mojo is not the site I thought it was. <laughs> it's disappointing. Yeah, it's a fucking boss like most things in life. Uh, let's see. Exorcist. Believer. Budget. You told me what it was. It was like $30 million. Exactly $30 million. They needed to make 90 to okay. break even. They're at 92. And I look for it to continue on making money through the holiday season, right? I would think so. I it, Halloween is what? Not this weekend. The following weekend, it'll probably make if it's still out in the air, which it should. Mm-hmm. To be smart, because then you have Five Nights at Freddy's or Exorcist for people to go ch- uh, pick from. I plan on seeing Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know. Uh, there was a preview for it. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I think it's going to be a bust for me. But I'm going to go in with a positive attitude. Listen, this is what drives me nuts, okay? Screen rant, okay? Mm. With a production budget of $30 million, The Exorcist Believer still has ample time come Halloween season to... Pre- oh, I'm sorry. I read it wrong. I was being negative. To prevent it from <laughs> becoming the biggest flop in Exorcist franchise history. Like, oh, okay. I thought it was saying it had ample time to become the biggest flop. But it's like... Like, no. Why? Why do we need has, that? Has time to not be a flop. Yeah. Um. So Five Nights at Freddy's, they played a, a preview for it, I think, before Saw 10. I don't know. I saw the trailer again recently. I, I also think it might be a bust. Mm. They, I mean, they show everything in the trailer. They even show you. They even tell you what it is. Right. And, uh, you know, but we'll see. Maybe it'll it'll still hopefully be fun. I think you have to go into that one thinking that it's just going to be what what a, a popcorn movie popcorn horror movie that's your you made you made that up i'm not going to steal it from you <laughs> i don't think somebody made it up i copied it from someone i think it's a great term for i think you should run movies. with it dude just run with it you run with it okay copyright copyright that crap <laughs> one trailer that played during exorcist was this new uh blumhouse uh, atomic monster collaboration which is james wan's production company obviously jason blum's company's blumhouse but um yeah we knew they had kind of they were working together on certain projects uh so it's called night swim have you seen the preview for this i have not seen the preview i know you are not watching trailers because you're boycotting trailers, <laughs> which is fine i still think it's bullshit but it's fine um so basically, all we get is this. Look, you're like, I'm not watching trailers, Josh. So I'm going to tell you exactly what happens in the trailer. So now you might as well go watch it. That might be Teaser my new trailers are okay. That might be my new strategy with you. Is I'll just tell you what happens, so you have to go watch it. Um, damn it. I'm kidding. I wouldn't <laughs> do that to you. I might actually. So this girl and this boy are so these people buy this rundown house and they fix the swimming pool and the whole house up. And then you see them, the girl and the boyfriend, I'm assuming. I hope it's not her brother. That would be a little weird. But maybe it takes place in West Virginia. I don't know. I don't judge what people down in Kentucky and West Virginia do. I'm from like my family, coal miners, moved up here from Kentucky to for a better life. People probably get sick of hearing me say that. But my grandfather's family is from Kentucky. They were coal miners. They did move up here for a better life. Okay. Um, Very nice. 
Yeah, I'm just buying time as I make this drink. If you could, I know, I know, I okay. see you. Okay, I, as does YouTube. Oh, <sighs> thirty viewers. Um, <laughs> thirty viewers. So they get in the pool, right? They're swimming in the pool after they fix the pool up, the shithole pool that they had, and then like mm. she can't see what's going on, and then like something pops up out of the water, and boom, that's all you get. Ooh, so maybe a haunted pool. Maybe. I don't know. I'm excited to see. I, You know what? I'm in. I'm ex- Like I said in the chat, I'm excited to see what James Wan does after Malignant. Malignant was his last. Yeah. Which I didn't know this and I should have, but he was a producer on Saw 10. Yes, I did see his name. And um, pretty sure Lee Winnell was also. Pretty sure I saw his name. Mm, I wonder if they get money because of the first, they were like the originators of the first. So I wonder if they get credit for that. Could be. Yeah. Cause I think they're, if I remember correctly, they're best friends. So that, that wouldn't sense. surprise me. Yeah. So I'm writing they, this down so I don't forget. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they are best friend film buddies clearly. Cause they've been working together. They pretty much work together on almost every movie of a James Wan movie. So yeah. whether Lee is in it or is a, you know, co-producer, co-writer, whichever they they're both in it somehow. They're both involved. Well, I'm so, excited for it. Um, I'm excited to see how he, cool. how he follows up malignant. Um, plus with him and Blumhouse working together, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, yeah, what happens I'm in and, for that. And if we get all these preconceived negative reviews from people because it's a Blumhouse movie. So, um, I, I, don't I know. wouldn't, um, question for you. Did you start? Hold on. It's a long name. You got it. The Fall of the House of Usher. Did you start it? I have not, and here's why. Okay. I made the mistake, and by mistake, it's not a mistake in the term of I am not enjoying watching what I'm watching, mm-hmm. but I made the mistake of starting Goosebumps on Disney ah. Plus um, right before a traveling week for work. So what has happened is... I have not been able because and there's only like five episodes of Goosebumps out right now. And by the way, it is fucking phenomenal. I okay. wish this version of Goosebumps had cut. Can we switch gears and talk about Goosebumps before we jump into the fall of the House of Usher? Go for it. I'm sorry. I just like hijacked your total question. Um, it's part of the question, I guess. So go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, hang on. I'll, I will segue back to you. I have not watched. Um that the fall of the house of usher you see you have to like think it through <laughs> um which is flanagan's newest offering i think it's his last netflix special because i think he has signed a deal with prime so i think his new stuff will be on amazon prime yes. um i, I so, yeah i will watch it. i'm very excited to watch it but i haven't made time for it. i want to watch it before halloween and before the stabby's awards so um no have you watched it uh, I started it. I actually finished episode two before this episode. So I'm, I was intrigued within the first half hour of the show. So I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It, it's very different and okay. I already jumped twice. So that's always a success mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, great visuals, great style as usual. Very, you know, it's very Mike Flanagan. You have his typical actors in it again, playing different new roles. And okay. uh, I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm in, I finally found a show where I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to watch the next episode. <laughs> it's 
it's been okay. a while. It's, I'm tell I'm I'm in some funk with mm. media right now. I don't. I I think it's because I'm so. It is so overwhelming that yeah. if something has to grab my attention with a show specifically, it has to get me really quick. If not, all right, I got to see what's next then, because there's not a lot of time. I mean, honestly, it, it is, and there's so much out there to watch that, like, you're not going to waste three episodes of something you know you're not going to like. You're just going to stop watching it. Um, exactly. Which I I do the same thing with. So so uh, if you had to compare it, because again, going through Flanagan's uh, arsenal here, you've got Hush, which yep. I loved. Oculus mm-hmm. was before Hush. Oculus, I hated. I hated Oculus. Watched it again and did not like it any more than I liked it the first time. Yeah. Thought Hush was amazing. Probably my favorite movie of his. Um, then let's just jump into the series because I know he's he did the Stephen King, uh, what is it? Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I thought that was good. But yeah. like, from a series standpoint, cause I feel like that's really where he's at right now is with series. So you've got yeah. um, Haunting a Hill House is probably my favorite. You get the Haunting a Blind Manor, which I liked more than most people liked. It was heavy dialogue with a really dark undertone, which I was okay with. Yeah. Um, you've got, uh, what was the next one? Uh, Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass, which was extremely heavy dialogue. Uh, yep. Probably my least favorite, although I thought the storyline was good. I like what he was doing with it, but just like such heavy dialogue. Great acting, just not what I want out of it. Was, I was hoping he swung back around to Bly, or, uh, Haunting Hill House, but he did not. Then you yep. have The Midnight Club, which I felt was a little goosebumpsy, Are You Afraid of the Dark, kind of teen mm. drama-ish. But I don't think you watched that, correct? No, I okay. never did get to watch it. So out of those, and hopefully you've watched the ones, the other ones that yes. I rattled off so you can tell me, but like, um, where would you put this movie in comparison to those? Is it more Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass? Like, where do you see this one fitting in or, or is it completely different? It's different. I, I would say it has Hill House elements. Look for things in the back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a it's a lot of dialogue as well. There's a lot of heavy dialogue going on. Um, it's a whodunit, which I think okay. you're going to like. Yes. And that is fun. That's what got me right away. I was like, oh, I want to know. I want to mm. know it all. I want to know the juicy. It, it has to do with a, a big family. Okay. So there's that dynamic going on. Um, so I would say right now, just based off these two episodes, it's a little bit of Hill House and Midnight Mass kind of thing or maybe Bly because Midnight Mass is really heavy like very heavy I was gonna say I feel like Bly Manor is if you took Hill House and you took Midnight Mass and smashed them together I feel like that is Bly Manor but this one too it's it's very different in context because this one I'm gonna say right off the bat has more sexual things going on which none of them have had that so that's a little different. Did it? At least um, not that I remember. N- not like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where okay. There's right. certain things that I'm like, oh, okay. So hmm. it's hard. And I actually, I know it's, I think it's an unpopular opinion, but I think out of all the series, again, I haven't watched um, Midnight Club. I think Midnight Mass is my favorite. I really liked it a lot. It was such a, strange story i liked the the island the isolation the characters were fantastic in that one yeah 
but it wasn't scary, which is, I mean, I didn't find it that scary. It had a, it definitely had the dark undertone going on, but it wasn't, it wasn't like blind. Um, I'm sorry, Hill House, where there were legitimate times that I was terrified. I don't think one. it was. It's definitely horror, but it is what I don't think. It's a different kind of horror because it's not yeah. jump scare heavy. It's not right. visually scary. It's the um, psychological, maybe psychologically scary, and the fact yeah. that some of these people are so brainwashed, and that this community is yeah. so isolated and. This group think is run rampant through this town that when somebody from the out, somebody has left this community and been out in the real world, not that they're mm-hmm. not in the real world, but out with society and they come back and they see how different and maybe behind the times, like how out of touch right. their old community is. And this is obviously like an extreme exaggeration of it because these people yeah. are on an island by themselves. The only way in and out of this town is on this ferry, right? So it's obviously an extreme <laughs> exaggeration. But like that is real. Like if, if you, well, my hair's falling out. Like if you like grew up in a small town, you leave that small town and you come back to it years, a decade later, like you see like, wow, the thinking in this community is so outdated. Like, it's, yep. it's, and, and again, that is an extreme exaggeration of it. But I think it also hit on like a cult type feel mm-hmm. because that is very culty. And some of, and don't get me wrong, I think with religion, there's good things about religion. There's, there's equally bad things about religion. I think on that movie specifically, they hit on a lot of what's bad about it. Yeah, for sure. It touched, it made it very cult, culty. And it is true because I, I think I, yeah, I told you the story that I had a patient call us once and she's like, well, I can't do whatever I asked her to do because I live in an island and I literally have to take a ferry yeah. on and off this island. So this is legitimate. I think um, it is an exaggeration, but it comes from truth. And that's, I think, what adds to it. And I think when you're so isolated, it's so easy to fall into that brainwash. Mm. If that's all you're exposed to and all you have. Oh, absolutely. Like You don't know what you don't know, right? right? Exactly. And even though I thought the island, right, well, pre-cult, finding out the cult and everything, I it looks so cute in, like, uh, far away. But then yeah. once you got in there, you're... No, that's all right. Let me let me go back to the mainland. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Like that's somewhere you'd rent an Airbnb at for the weekend. Yeah, but like for I don't sure. make, I don't know if you're like me, but like I and again, you know, I'm a very much homebody person because of what I do for a li- like my career, right? But like I we I mean I've done this before. Like, we've had like a week vacation planned and bought paid for. We get there and let's mm-hmm. say we got there on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So you were there all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like by Wednesday, I'm ready to go home. I'm like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm, it's cool here. I like it, but like, I just want to, like, our honeymoon, we left early. Oh, no. See, yeah, we have talked about this. I'm, even though I'm a huge homebody as well, I do love vacation. I love being on vacation. I love staying. I'm one of those that I'm like, why is this over? Oh, kind no, of person. dude, not me. Four days, four days that we found, we figured is your it max? out. Four days is my threshold. And then I'm like, I want to be home. Got it. Got it. No, I'm like, can we go more? <laughs> oh, this, that's my mom. Like we, when we took my parents to the condo, um, yeah. over the summer, 
Like we, because we left, so we uh, we left on a Friday. We could have stayed through the weekend. We left on a Friday because I wanted to get home. Mm. But Abby and my mom were like, "Well, I mean, we could just stay another day and just you know, like push everything yeah. back." And I'm like, and Abby was like, "Jot, there's no way he's gonna do this. Like he was ready to leave yesterday." Like two days ago. Like seriously. And it has nothing to do with the people that I'm yeah. with. Like I love seeing like the kids have fun and stuff. But it's also, I think, different. It's really not though, because our honeymoon we didn't have kids and I still True. wanted to come home, right? But I was gonna say because it's so stressful with the kids, but like No, because you I, did it on your honeymoon. So. I don't think it has anything to do. It's just me. Like I it's like to be home. Yeah. I'm comfortable here. I like being here. Like I have everything I need here. Like Yeah. Versus Abby, she could go on vacation and stay there forever. Uh, that's me. And I, I know somebody who um, not only does she not like, like she likes going on vacation, but same thing. She likes to come home. She brings her own sheets to hotels. Mm. Well, I, mean, I could I could see that. I'm not to that degree. It doesn't have anything to do with like the, yeah. the cleanliness or anything. It's just the fact that like, I, I don't know. Maybe and again, maybe it's because of what I do for a career. I'm I constantly am in hotels and resorts and traveling and stuff. Could but be. like like Yeah. I don't know. For you I can see why for sure. But me, I'm the I'm just like, can we extend it? I don't want to go back to work. I want to stay in this mm. fantasy vacation forever. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. Even though I am a homebody, I'm I could be a homebody at the Airbnb, that's fine. But I'm not home. So I think that's it. I think that's it's it. Because, yeah, I mean, like, there's certain instances where, like, I will be, we'll be home, and I'll be like, "Hey, let's let's cut the dinner." And I'm like, "I don't want to. I will. I'll cook. Like, I'll fire the grill up. We'll get the flat iron going. We'll make the heat. Like, I don't. Like, what do you want? I'll make it. Like, I don't want to leave the house." Oh my god! Yeah, you look at you, you're like, God, I, would I will. Hate like, you. <laughs> no, I was just like, oh wow, you ri-. but you travel so much. I'm the opposite, right? I'm I'm in an office building all day. Like mm. now that it's cooling down and it's going to get dark earlier, mm. I come home from work and I go for a walk. Like that's the exercise that I do because yeah. at least I'm outside versus being in this office all damn day with no wind. Like sometimes I don't have a window, so it's it's depressing to be in there. I can and see that. So I like being outside or on vacation and going out to dinner and I wear pajamas all day. That's what, that's what I call scrubs. Oh, okay. I so, got you. Yeah. They do kind of know, feel pajama-y. So I, I, I agree with you. They do. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I wear this crap all day. I just, I just want to wear normal clothes and go get dinner, you know? Mm. See, so, that's, but I yeah. think it depends on your workplace and it makes sense. That's true. You're doing this all the time. <laughs> All the time, yes. So that makes... Yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying. So, but I always feel bad, though, right? Because she's here with the kids, and I'm, like, not, like, like when I'm traveling, right? So it's, like, let's go out. And yeah. I'm, like, do we have to? You're, like... like uh, and I honestly got, like, one of my favorite hobbies is cooking. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoy it because, like, I turn music on really loud. And, like, I yeah. just... I call it, like, my, my personal... I just shut my brain off, and I just mm-hmm. cook, and I enjoy it. Whereas if I got to go to the restaurant, I then I got to fucking talk to somebody. Got to tell them what I want. True. Small talk. Yeah. Oh, you know, dude, hey, so funny. We're eating dinner tonight, right? This should have just been a cocktails episode. So we're eating dinner tonight. You could and... just change it into one. No, nah, we'll do it in the news. It's fine. We talked about newsy things. And 
Lucy's. So we have a new kitchen table. There's chairs on Abby and I's side, and on the other side is a bench, like bench seating for the kids. So they both sit over there. And Charlotte okay. was, was showing her ass, so she got in trouble and she had to go do something. Um, mm. So we're all just sitting there, and Lucy is like eating her chicken nuggets, and she's like, "Awkward silence, Dad," because she knows I hate awkward. I I can't stand. It makes my blood boil, dude. This awkward silence. Awkward or, silence. Awkward silence, mm. and like. Um, awkward like a uh, small talk i don't like that either but she knows it that's how smart this kid is she like looks at me and goes awkward silent because nobody was talking right yeah yeah <laughs> she got you i was like oh, but she did <laughs> then she did like four more times like, okay it was funny the first time like you gotta know your audience no. right yeah but yeah awkward silence little asshole did you laugh though initially yeah, yeah, she broke. She time. knew what she was doing. She was trying to break tension in the room, right? So she and she accomplished yeah, yeah. it. She's totally, uh, totally my kid, but that works. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... small talk is uh, not fun. I enjoy cooking too. It's it's a it's an in the zone situation. I particularly like baking a lot because mm-hmm. it's very precise, uh, scientific. I have to like really focus. So I, it's actually the one time I'm not thinking about twenty thousand things. At that moment. Gotcha. Which is nice. It's that nice. is nice. I don't bake, to be honest. It's mostly like grilling and yeah. um, stir fry and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, have stir you done the good. meal the meal plan subscriptions? Have you tried one of those? Yeah. Those boxes. Like HelloFresh? I have done it. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's fun. The problem with us is I try again. People are like, oh my God, this fucking guy. But like I'm on the road, right? And Abby got yeah. them for like us to do together or for like me to do because I, I enjoy doing it and yeah. like the shit would sit in the refrigerator and i'm gone for three days and i get home and it's all bad it's like oh man so like, yeah but if like for you you're home every night like they are pretty cool and you get to like try out different things that you wouldn't mm-hmm. normally try out if they want to sponsor this episode yeah i was just thinking that i'm like we are not a paid but honestly i would i thought i loved HelloFresh. if i had a like a different uh lifestyle like i would definitely continue to do i think seth still does it it's fun because it's like you said you do try different meals that you don't think about and i i would i liked about it the most was obviously the pre-portioned everything you don't have to buy a bag of everything and then it goes bad because you only use one onion right versus 10 um and i think it evens out in cost over time but probably um i stopped it because I don't know. I just stopped it, but it is definitely fun, especially to experiment with different recipes and stuff. And they are pretty easy. They're not complicated at all. I know they definitely I make you so. feel like you're a chef, right? Like, cause I yeah. don't get me wrong. I say I like to cook. I, I'm not like a chef or anything, but like with these things, like you're like, like even like if you get like a burger, like they have mm-hmm. you fancy up the bun, which you normally wouldn't do. Right. So it's like, Oh my right. gosh, these are so good. And I'm like, I literally just read this instructions. I have no idea what I did here. But I think we also canceled because we were one of those people that were like, well, they send us the recipe sheets. We can just get all the ingredients at the store and do it ourselves." But what you overlook with the here, it sounds like we are sponsored by HelloFresh and we're not. But the thing you overlook with it is that they're sending it to you and you don't have to think about it. Like you, hey, here's three meals. So let's say you eat out every Monday and every Friday. So when Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, here's your meals. Like, all yeah. you have to do is go to the refrigerator, get the stuff out, and open the book. It's not like 
what we do now, it's like, well, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? Or like, oh, we didn't buy this, this, or this. Like, it's all there. It's we all easy to do. Yeah. And that's the worst, dude, is when, like, because we freeze all of our meat because we usually buy like a quarter or a half of a cow and all of our meat for the next eight Same. months is out <laughs> in the freezer. But it's yeah. all frozen. So I'm like, God, a, the freaking strip steak sounds good tonight. And I'm like, well, I didn't defrost it. If you do it in the microwave, it's gross. Like, yep. <sighs> Ground it's beef, it is. Frosting crap. <laughs> what? I said what ground beef, it is. Hey, there's nothing wrong with some good ground beef. But yeah. I'm glad to know that people go through this. I, I always wonder is it just me freaking, not freaking out, but thinking, oh crap, I didn't defrost something. There goes dinner. There it is. Yeah. I guess no. we're just going to have to order out. Okay, nope. so Dude, it's, it's, it's nice to know. It's it's for real. It's a thing. Well, Lucy has been begging me to make chicken and dumpling soup for like two weeks. And I all I have to do is remember to put the freaking frozen chicken in the crock pot in the morning and it will just cook and be fine so I can make the soup. And But like yeah. I get up. We get them ready for school. We got to do breakfast. I'm answering emails and taking phone calls while I'm doing all this. But like next thing I know, it's one o'clock and the freaking chicken's still frozen. And then that's it. That's it. Yeah. You've lost your window. Then she gets home from school. Happen. She's like, make, Dad, did you make chicken and dumpling? I'm like, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. Anyway, dude, this got way off the rails here. Um, <laughs> let me ask you surprised? this, though. The last thing, I, the good thing I write this shit down, right? Like the last thing we did, we were going through Flanagan's offering and how his new series compares to his other offerings. Yeah. In your opinion, I think oh, I, yeah. know, I, I think I know the answer to this. But Mike Flanagan is not an old person. I think Mike Flanagan is going right. to continue to put out high-level content. He decided to deal with Prime. I, like he's like signed a contract. I don't know. I'm assuming he did. But we know that he's going over yeah. to Prime. So we're going to get more Flanagan stuff. Do you think, and again, I do this with James Wan a lot. Do you think we're mm -hmm. sitting at the end of Flanagan's career, at the end of James Wan's career, like we're kind of seeing right now with John Carpenter. And I went on a fucking tangent about John Carpenter in the chat the other day. So I think, I don't know that everybody fully, I think you understand and like Seth and Jess probably understand. I don't know that everybody else in the group understands my disdain for John Carpenter. Or I understand. Like, like I know that you do because you get to hear me. We're on here twice a week sometimes <laughs> talking and you get the wrath sometimes of me and John Carpenter's <laughs> dislike. Um, yeah. Just what an arrogant fucking person. But anyway, um, we're sitting at the end of Flanagan's career, James Wansworth, like we are right now with John Carpenter. Like I feel like we're at the tail end of John mm. Carpenter's career, right? Yeah. Do you think we are going to be sitting there? And I hope we still have a podcast and a YouTube channel at that point in our careers and their careers. But do you think we're going to be sitting there saying Flanagan is at the top echelon of horror directors? Yeah. I think he, him and James Wan, definitely James Wan though. I think he is the, uh, I don't know what the, the top dog of our generation. Yeah. He started with saw when early two thousands. Yes. Still relevant. Not everything's well, most of his stuff is great. I think the only thing I don't really enjoy, it was malignant. So you know, I think he is one of the top dogs of this generation. Mike Flanagan, I I think he can get there. I don't think he's there yet. 
for me personally, yes. But I don't feel like he's on everybody's mind. Yes. Does that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know who really else is at this. I'd have to really think. But I definitely James Wan is up here. Like he's definitely at the top. I think Mike Flanagan can get there if he 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 needs to make more movies. That I was just getting ready to say. Do you think if yeah. rather than doing Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, Midnight Club, this new the the Fall of the House of Usher, right. I'm a little tipsy and I still was able to rattle that off. So give me some Woo. credit. So Woo. five series that he's done. Yeah, right. If he had done five movies. Instead, yeah. do you think we would be having a different discussion about Mike Flanagan right now versus what we're having? Yeah. Think about it. James Wan, he's releasing movies, right? Movies mm-hmm. get released. All his movies have been released in theater, except Malignant because of COVID. All of them. Mike Flanagan, I think, correct me if I'm wrong with James Wan, I don't. Yeah, I think so. They have. They right? have. Okay. With Flanagan, all these series, you have to be a Netflix sub- subscriber. True. Well, I think a lot of people have Netflix. There's still a lot of people who do not. So that means you're X Xing out a certain audience for your content and you don't have that many movies out. True. So how do you stay in the forefront of people of horror fans if you're not making accessible content? Because you can't even, in theory, rent the series, I think, right? Because it's only on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. I think you would have to be a subscriber. I don't think like you could go on Prime right. and buy the episodes. Um, I don't exactly. even know. If, I don't even know that people do that. To be honest with you, but exactly. So you're limiting yourself to just Netflix, right? Right. So yes, let's say sixty percent of people have Netflix, but that's still forty percent of fans that don't it's not as accessible versus a movie where you can go rent it or it's a movie it's a theater release Mm -hmm. so i think he's limited himself in that aspect and it seems like he's still going to because he's going to prime so but also look at it from maybe he's fine with that but also look at it from this viewpoint right like he i just said he did five Mm -hmm. series so you've got five series 10 episodes in each series that are about forty-five yeah. minutes an episode. So let's see. Let's see if how, let's see how good my math and skills is. You know, reading, writing, arithmetic. You got Go five times ten episodes. So five series, ten episodes. It gives you fifty episodes times forty-five minutes an episode. What's the average runtime of a movie? Less. We'll say an hour and forty something minutes. Forty-five. All right, maybe so, two. So we'll. I say, feel like two is the biggest thing now. It really is. Let's say we'll just do two hours. So divided by 120. Yeah. That's 18 movies worth of content. He's that given he could have you. done. Well, I mean, Grant, you also have to take it with a grain of salt too, because he's filming all these on location. So it would have been obviously a lot different going to make 18 movies versus. Yeah. But from a runtime perspective, if they were hour and 20 minute movies, he could have made 18 movies. That's how much content yeah, he's given you through series versus what you get with the movie. Right. So my, I wonder, because look at what James Wan did. James Wan did Saul. He did Dead Silence. He did Insidious. He did The Conjuring. But that stuff led to him directing a Fast and the Furious movie because of the success True. of those movies and the stylistic 
uh, view that he brings to movies. It led to him directing yeah. the Aquaman movie and the upcoming Aquaman 2 movie. Like, right. where would or could Flanagan have been had he went that route? Maybe he flopped. Maybe the movies, because I think he went to series because he is a long storyteller. I don't think... And you can even argue that that Dr. Sleep movie is a really long movie. It feels long. Extremely. It but is. it's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of storytelling mm-hmm. in that movie. He is a yeah. storyteller, in my opinion. And I think yeah. that it shows in series like Bly Manor, uh, like Midnight Mass, that he's telling one comprehensive story. And I don't know that you could get all of that into a 90 minute, 120 minute movie and still get the impact that you get through the series that he releases. So I wonder if he knows that and that's why he Mm -hmm. tends to lean toward doing longer storytelling versus, Hey, here's a movie um, that you get in theaters. And it's to his benefit because if his storytelling in these shows are detailed, you know, you get really invested with the characters that you're watching versus any versus a, an hour and a half movie. And yet, I think Doctor Sleep is two and a half, half hours long. And yes, I felt connected to those characters because he did the story. T- granted, I know it's coming from um, a reference with the book, but he still made the story happen for you as the viewer. So you're invested in it. And that movie could have been it could have been longer because the book is very long and there's so much going on in it. Yeah. He could have made it a show, honestly. Right. If he really wanted to. I think the version I watched of that movie was three hours long because I watched the extended cut version. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I wasn't happy about, but, uh, I did watch it. It was, I did (laughs) it for another, I did it for another episode. And the person I was recording with, like, you have to watch the extended cut versions. It was like three hours long of this movie. I watched it. It was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But like, it was, yeah, you're right. It could have been a series (laughs) like a mini series. It would. So I, it's, it's, it's a catch 22 with him because I think his content with the series has been to our benefit as horror fans. Cause I think it's, some of the best horror shows that have been produced and yeah. made for us or I'm saying it is for us, but I feel like we're missing out on what his potential for movies is. But are we really? Because if the shows feel like this really long movie that you can really get invested in because it's longer, we're not losing, but I just feel like he is losing out on what he could do, but maybe right. he just doesn't give a shit. And he's fine with what he's doing. I don't think <laughs> he cares. I think he is yeah. perfectly fine with doing what he enjoys doing. Because the other thing yeah. I've noticed with him is when you look at James Wan, and uh, granted he has Lee Wanell that writes a lot or most of his stuff for him. Right. Um, when you look at it, like Saul, Lee Wanell, uh, Insidious, yeah. I think was Lee Wanell. I think so. The Conjuring, I know Lee Wanell had a hand in. Um, yeah. what's the other one? Dead Silence, Leo Wanell. I'm pretty sure he wrote that. But yeah, so James Wan isn't writing that stuff either. But he is. Is they are original works. Whereas right. with Flanagan, the majority of his stuff that he's released to this point are from 
historical books or other workings that somebody else wrote that has already been published. Like um, Bly Manor was from the turning of the screw. I don't know if you tried to read that book, but it's terrible. Um, And all of these are from other works. They're not original things that he has helped come up with or he has helped. Yeah, exactly. He's helped create. So I also wonder if that plays into it that, Maybe he is doing, these are passion, maybe, I don't know, I've never met the man, but maybe these are passion projects for him. These are his favorite books, or these are stories that resonated with him, and he wants to take these stories from written form and put them on the screen, and it just makes more sense to do it in a series format than to try to cram it into 120 minutes. And And most books, especially if it's a Stephen King book, for the most part, they're long and because he he he's clearly a Stephen King fan sure. from what I've gathered in his content and his Instagram um that you need that extra time and I'm I'm fine with that where was I going with this now I lost Look and you're not even drinking No <laughs> My brain is just fried that's a whole different story It's okay <laughs> Oh my god where was I going with this What did you say Um so <laughs> basically let me try oh, to... taking it from other works, but Hush is his, right? Yes, him Isn't and that Kate, original. Him and Kate Seagal, Seagal, however you want to pronounce it. Yes, they can. They did that together. And this, if you ever get the opportunity to read about, and I don't know if there's a documentary or I think I read it. It was a, an article I wrote. I wrote. Jesus Christ! It was an article <laughs> I read. I didn't write it. I read it. Um, yeah. <laughs> just about the work and effort those two put into making that movie what it is mm. like just to make it true or as true as possible to how that situation would actually be. It's pretty remarkable. There are they married? I think they're married. Okay. And he did Gerald's game, right? That was him as well. Yep. yep, Netflix is also a Netflix movie. Yes. Stephen King. I, I am so hoping, you know what I'm hoping for. I do, but go ahead and tell the listeners. Maybe this is their first time. I'm going to say it time. again. I don't care. I really hope if if it's in works for anybody to redo The Shining, he he has to do it. After watching Dr. Sleep, and I just like his... I mean, we went on a rant about this in our top five directors, but I just love his style, his coloring. I just want him to take that and his passion and make it. I would actually prefer that he makes it a, a show to be honest, because there's also a lot going on in that book. There is, which Stanley Kubrick failed to include in his version of it. Um, The book is so much better than the movie, which I think is why I don't particularly care for the movie because I prefer the book version. Um, I agree with you. I think it could 100% be a show. And I think the only way to truly capture everything that's in the book accurately would be to make it a show. Yeah. I mean, he can do eight, 10 episodes of, you know, his usual, and it would be fantastic. You could do, obviously, the Torrens storyline. Yeah. You could do a f- sprinkle in episodes of the history of the Overlook, like the, people dying in there, whatever. You right. could do so much. Please hear this, sir. And oh, I'm credit sure. Me somewhere. I am certain <laughs> within the next five years, we're going to get, we're going to see something where Flanagan is redoing The Shining. And whether it is yeah. a series or. I don't know. To be honest, I am like pretty low on Prime, to Prime Video. To be honest, um, yeah. I wish if he were going to do it, it would have came out on Netflix. But or HBO. 
Max would be. I wish you would start calling it Max because that's sorry, that's what it is. Sorry, I'm, I'm totally joking, dude. You call it I HBO. Know, I, I think it's stupid. They changed it to Max instead of HBO. But nonetheless, I digress. Yeah. Um, I wish it would have, but I don't know. Maybe Prime paid more money for it. I don't even. I don't. To be honest, I don't even know who owns the rights to make The Shining right now. Like we're seeing with all this Halloween bullshit and the Friday the Thirteenth stuff and the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, like. You got to pay big dollars to get the rights to do this stuff. And it's like, I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't, don't but with that, I don't think that has as much controversy as a big franchise like that. I wouldn't think it would be, maybe, hopefully, it's not too hard. But I do agree with you. I predict, I told you last year in December, he was at the real hotel that yeah. The Shining is based off of. And I'm like, why are you there? Why are you there? Like that just screamed like suspicion to me Dude, in all I mean, the positive ways. I mean, I he could have just been it. vacationing. I could see it, but at the same time, like I disagree with you in the fact that like look how much shit the Exorcist is getting. And I would argue the yeah. Shining is as big or bigger um intellectual property than the Exorcist. Look how much shit the new Texas Chainsaw got. Like mm. I think if if they're going to redo The Shining, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be really upset that they're redoing it. Um, I think he is the guy that could do it and turn it around yeah. and make it great. Because, I, again, you know I am not a yeah. huge The Shining fan. I have you from the HMC Studios it is. Jess also is. I can't remember where Seth is at with it, but I am he not. He was kind of in the middle, I think. That's usually where he's at. He doesn't really like to... He he. He is fine with riding that middle rail, dude. He's like, he's this, he's this. He's yes. That's him all the way. He's a sideways (laughs) thumbs all the way. Um, See, I don't wish um, we could have just turned this into a Flanagan episode. This is an everything episode. It's a whirlwind, but so I, and I have to be honest. I originally am one of those, like, don't touch that movie. Mm. I don't want it. But I think if it is to be done, because I also just don't think cer- certain things don't need to be remade. It's it's fine the way it is. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Um, but if you were, I think he would be the perfect person. I'm very open to it if it's him, clearly. Because I really think he he has that passion. He, and like I said, he's clearly a fan right. of Stephen King. So I think he'd do, I think he'd do a great job. I, I'd be super open to it actually very excited i'm st- i hope for it all the time especially when i saw that picture i was like oh my god that's so no- funny because i am so on the opposite spectrum of that like i am mm. like okay redo it like i don't care like keep keep right. making them dude like redo it as much as you want just keep giving me good content to watch like maybe it'll suck maybe it'll be great like look, yeah. how do we know if we don't, especially for something like that, that isn't even like, and if they were to go back and remake Saul, I'd be like, okay, this is a little weird because is Saul weird. is James Wan, Lee Wanell, like that's, they came up with that together. But like The Shining yeah. is based off of a Stephen King book and mm-hmm. it wasn't even King's true um, vision for it. It didn't follow the, the, um, the, the script well, it followed the script, obviously, because they rewrote the script. But it doesn't follow the text yeah. version of it 100%. Yeah. So why not give that book to somebody else and see what they come up with? Now, it's, yeah. it's weird for me when, when I say this, like kind of 
speaking out of both sides of my mouth because of Scream. Scream obviously is an original works that was written to become a movie by Kevin Williamson. Yeah. However, if they were to redo Scream, like let's say they just scratch this whole version of Scream that we have now, these Scream 5, 6, and the seventh one that's bound to come out because of all the money they make from these movies. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're redoing it starting from scratch. Hmm. I wouldn't be upset. I'd be like, okay, let's see what you guys got. Like the Harry Potter thing. I don't, I'm not upset that they are redoing Harry Potter oh, show? and we're going to get a new Harry. We're going to get a new Hermione. We're probably going to get a different spin on it. The only thing I will say is, and you and I talked about this, we're kind of coming around full circle now. Like the books are so much better than the movies. Yeah. I would like to see them take that series and make it more true to the books. They're doing it as a series, which I think is the way to do this because you're going to be able to dive into the care. Like for instance, my favorite character is Snape. We've already talked about it. Severus Snape is my favorite Harry Potter character and the movies yeah. do not do him justice. Like you could have six episodes just on his backstory if you wanted oh, to, yeah. if you wanted to and not even have to stray from the books. Like you could go based off of all of the stuff that JK Rawlings already has in the books. Right. Yeah. But sure. you, you can't do that with the movie. So what I'm saying is Mike Flanagan, go do the Harry Potter series and make it great. You do you, man. That'd be <laughs> that'd be an interesting twist, though. If he did, oh, could you imagine, dude? Can you imagine? I think he's gonna. So I think the big thing he's working on um, with Prime is that he's gonna do the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. I've not finished it. I think I'm on book five. Hang on, uh, Drawing of the Three, The Wastelands, Wizard and Glass. So that's four. I'm on book four. Okay. I read the first one many years ago eh. and that was it. I, I, with that, I want to read it. Yeah. Cause you know, I've, I've heard about it for so long. It's, you know, epic, but I think I, I need to be ready for that. Cause that's something I would think you have to read consecutive. Yes. yes. Well, I, I'd say yes, but not really because I've been working on it for the last three years. So the thing oh. to remember with that is, uh, the first book is The Gunslinger. So it's all about yeah. Roland. And right. the book's the book's not that good, if I'm being <laughs> honest. The meat and potatoes really start with the second book. So if you can get yeah. through the first book. I think the drawing of the three is the second book. Uh, I think so. Gunslinger, Drawing of Three Wastelands, Wizard and Glass. Yes. So when once you get to the drawing of the three, that's where the actual story really starts. You're just getting like Roland's backstory and the gunslinger. So yeah. And I don't know how he wrote these or what the concept was, or if he just wrote the first one and then he, you know, built Added. on top of it. But yeah. if you can get to through the gunslinger into the drawing of the three into the wasteland, the story is really good. And I've also been told that the narrator for the audiobooks is exceptional. Oh, good to know. So, there's that. Hmm. So that might be something I work on next year. Right now, right now I'm in this, I'm reading shorter books. Yeah. I think in anticipation of, okay, if I'm going to commit to this. These are really long. Right. So, but, but I do, I want to, I've watched like YouTube videos about people reviewing it and which one is the best one out of the, the series. So it's exciting. And, uh, but I think that's his next 
probably big projects. So mm. if this shining idea is going to happen, it's, I think what you're saying, maybe five years, maybe more. Cause I can imagine the dark tower is going to take up a lot of time and money for sure. Yeah. But I think it has potential to be huge. I, mean, I think it has game of Thrones potential. Yeah. Um, which is interesting I that Prime so. picked it up, but nonetheless. Yeah, I, I think that's a strange choice, but maybe that's why they need something to put them at the front. It could be, because like I said, I'm not huge on Prime content, but um, may, maybe that's yeah. what it is. But uh, So I did write down, and I remember, so we'll, we'll close it out on this. So I did not start the fall of the House of Usher because I started Goosebumps. Goosebumps, yeah. And I have to tell you, I wish this series had came out when I was like a teenager, super mm. into horror. Like, not that I'm not now, but like when I was like really getting into it when I was a teenager. Yeah. Because this series is so, like Justin Long is in this and he yeah. is such an underrated actor in my opinion. He is so good in this series. I'm four. So they what they did is they released the first five episodes. Um, okay. And then I think they released an episode every Friday after that. So right out of the gate, they dropped uh, five Every Friday, they release the next one. So what okay. they've done is, and it's very um, smart in my opinion, what the Goosebumps series before did was they took one book and they made a 30-minute episode out of it. Like, hey, here's okay. the book, here's the episode. What yeah. they've done with this series is they've taken books. So each episode is the title of one of the books. and Oh, okay. They've incorporated certain things from the book. But it's not straight. It's not the text from that book. So they've taken like the theology of the book. Okay. It's amazing to me that I've had five gym beams and diet cokes, and I use the word like theology, and I don't even know if it's really a word. But we're gonna run with it. We're running with it. <laughs> they've taken that from the book and then like incorporated it into their own story. So they've created their own storyline, but mm -hmm. they're taking themes from each book and incorporating it into each episode. And it's really clever how they're doing it. Um, nice. At first, I thought I was going to be able to let my kids watch this series because, like, I was reading the books when I was Lucy's age, but yeah. they would not be able to watch this. It's a little too dark of content Ooh, for them. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong though; it's it's still uh, Seth and Jess compared it to Pretty Little Lie, like a like an even goofier version of Pretty Little Liars. I don't know if you were into that or not. Mm -mm. It's a I never great, watched that. It's a great series, by the way. Um, but nonetheless, what they're doing with this series is really good. I'm really excited to see where they take it and how they continue to build on this. I know there's a ton of Goosebumps books, so they're going to be able to continue to do this. Yeah. But cool. I'm, I'm in. I'm here for it. It's weird. It's a little odd that it's on Disney+, Plus, if I'm being honest. But um, no, I, I, Goosebumps, I highly recommend it, especially if you have that nostalgic tie to it. If you read the books, you like the original series. Um, it's it's doing all the right things. And I think by bringing in Justin Long, who's like a name recognition, mm -hmm. obviously, in the horror community, it's bringing yeah. in like people like myself or older generation of people. But I got to tell you, after seeing him in like Barbarian last year and now this, yeah, like that, that guy, <laughs> he needs more recognition, right? He needs yeah. to be recognized more for what he's doing because he's really, really good in this. So, I, again, I would highly recommend it to people that are uh, on the fence about it because it is really good. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, Add it to my list. Yeah, I was going to say, like, more stuff you got to add to your list. But I think once I get caught up 
with Goosebumps, and I can watch it every, you know, whenever they release them on Fridays or whatever. Um, I'm probably yeah. going to start the Flanagan series, but I think I can. How, are, there, are there ten cool. episodes of Flanagan series? Uh, I actually think it's eight. Oh, even better! I know, and they are an hour so far. The first episode, okay. they've both been an hour. Typical. Okay time yeah so, so well that's fine because I, I don't can, know is the goosebumps an hour they're anywhere from like 38 to 45 minutes or something depending on the episode oh okay that's so. easier well i have uh what, what do we call them now ads ads i have ads so it adds uh Ooh. adds adds <laughs> more time to the oh my god because um for me it showed up on hulu Goosebumps? Interestingly enough. Yeah. Really? That's odd. I mean, technically, Hulu is owned by Disney, so unless it was oh, a preview or that's something. That's true. I wonder if it's, it's an add-on. I wonder if it's an add-on, but since you have, I don't know if you bundle yours mm-hmm. together or what, but maybe. Um, I'm watching on Disney Plus and there's no ads. Then I need to get Disney Plus again. Still haven't gotten it, so I can not have ads because the, well, they're annoying. If you they're remember last annoying. episode, I paid to not have ads, so maybe that's a me thing. Yes. I don't know. No, it's I get it. I get it. So, yes, I remember that was a great story on how that happened. I appreciate it. I have a lot of them. I have a lot of good and bad stories. Um, sometimes they pan out. Sometimes <laughs> I tell them, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't have done that because people are bored, but. Here we are. So we successfully, Erica, we successfully did an in the news episode, and I didn't click on a single horror movie news ad for the episode. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Is there any video game news you feel we need to talk about? Uh, I will say for anybody who is playing Outlast Trials, I have played it. It is scary and very frustrating um you play co-op online with someone uh they're adding halloween themes to the game on october 26th i'll be curious to see what that means as i think it's already scary to begin with but hey so is it like halloween the series or the series the franchise halloween themes or like halloween the holiday themes the holiday like holiday theme okay all right so we'll see um, so basically in that game, so that, you know, you're basically hiding from literal maniacs that are deformed or giants and they're coming after you and, uh, you have to be careful not to make noise. You don't have any weapons. You just have to run or hide. Wow. So you run or, run or hide. That's it. Basically. But you're also trying to, let's say one of the. I guess you can call it a, one of the levels you have to start, let's say, a generator. But, you know, it's not that simple. You have to go get the gas. You have to turn it on, blah, blah, blah. But it's in the process of getting all your materials. You get chased. You can't make noise. And you got to help your partner if they're dying. It's very stressful. It's very high-level stress <sighs> for me. That sounds like a lot of work, honestly. Like, why do I need the generator in the first place? Like, did they explain to you why you need it? Yeah, to power the gate so you can get out. <laughs> can you climb the gate? I'm like, theoretically, if you and I were in this game together, okay, what's the name of the game again? I already forgot. Tell me again. Outlast. Okay, so let's say we're in Outlast, and the characters are HMC Studios, Josh, and Erica, okay? Mm-hmm. 
If we were in this game and it was a real life situation. Okay. okay oh, man. I'm going to put you into a. Uh, I'm making a drink. Hang on. So we're going to put you into a scenario here. Mm-hmm. We're going to the Canadian <laughs> wedding we've all been kicking around going to, right? Yep. Yep. And Jess rents this Airbnb because she's the she is the Airbnb queen, okay? She gets okay. this Airbnb. We're like, whoa, we show up, we're in Canada. We don't know what goes on in Canada. I don't know. I've been there like three times, but I don't know what they do in Canada. It's weird up there. So we show up to the Never Airbnb. Been there, period. Well, you better okay. get a passport. So we get there. Have one. Well, okay. you, you should be fine. We get there. The Airbnb is next to this big graveyard in clothes okay. with a big fence. Kind of like the fence from Halloween 2018 that the guy there in the backyard yeah. and then he tries to get over it. So we go over and we're like, right. let's check out this fucking graveyard, dude. Why not? We're here. Let's see what Canadian dead people look like. So we go over to the graveyard. The gate's shut. Okay. Yep. Is our first thought really like... Erica, we have to find the generator. We have to get gas for the generator. Right. So we can open the gate. Or are we like, hey, I'll hoist you up. You can crawl over and then like maybe get a rope or something, pull my big fat ass over it. Or maybe I'll just like turn into Rambo, right? Because there have been, I've heard stories, okay, of mothers and mothers in situations just flipping cars over. Like in Rob Zombie's Halloween, he flips a whole car over. I'm just saying. Is our first thought really to go find the gas to power the generator to open the gates? Or are we just going to like help each other? Um, Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger ourselves over this gate. We're helping each other over the gate. I agree. But then you wouldn't have a video game. Mm. Yeah. Seth and I had this conversation frequently. Like, well, if we would have, if this person just would have done this, they would have avoided this entire situation altogether, but then yeah. you have to sit back and think, well, there wouldn't have been a movie. Correct. Which is that that's the whole premise of horror movies are bad decisions yeah. a lot of the time. Mostly in slashers from the most part. Watch your and mouth. And ghost movies. It's like, why did you just leave? Actually, I have a I have a I have a you know, people might not like this, but I have a solution for the problem at hand. Go for it. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's still two friends. Mm-hmm. One of them is the person that works at your office that decided to have those four Mountain Dews that morning, and they no longer <laughs> have legs. Ooh. Okay? So one person, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from the 1970s, is in a wheelchair. Mm. The other person... Is not quite to that point yet, but they're a bigger person and they can't pull themselves up over the fence. So mm-hmm. their only solution to this problem, Erica, is to find the gas to power the generator yeah. to open the door. Because let's be honest, when they're building these cemeteries in Canada, they're not <laughs> thinking about wheelchair ramps. They're not no. as open-minded and as thoughtful as we are down in the States, okay? Let's just be honest. We know two of right. them. We know two of them, and they're not nice people, Mark and Brooke. Terrible. Um, I think that's how we fix this problem. You you have one person that's in a wheelchair, right? And then you have the other right. person that can't climb the fence. And they have to go find the gas can. Done. End of story. Good luck. <laughs> Getting chased by crazy people. 
But before the whole thing starts, okay, there's an intercom system, which somehow mm-hmm. is powered in this cemetery because we know the generator is not working, but this, the intercom system is powered, okay? Of course. And your right. voice, your voice oh, okay. comes over in your saw impersonation and you ask <laughs> oh, them God. if they, they'd like to play. I want to play, play a, a game. game. So go ahead and hit them with it right now. <clears throat> I can't do this. You've got it right now. I have faith in you. <clears throat> do you want to play a game? Oh, gosh. It is even worse. I thought you would have practiced. I, I, no. <laughs> I don't practice in front of a mirror. It's okay. I mean, maybe I wouldn't either. I don't play me, but okay. Oh, sorry. I totally hijacked that. Any other video game news? You're like, I, if there is, I'm not bringing it up because you're going to fucking go on a tangent again, Josh. No. Uh, there's a new Mario game coming out. I figured you would appreciate this. I do. It's called Mario RPG, and it comes out November 17th on the Switch. Ooh. It, it looks cute. So I figured you'd you'd enjoy it. It looks like a Zelda game, but Mario. Okay. Like old school Zelda. The kind that I don't know what you call it, I guess, the where you move Link and you see him walking around from box to box to box is okay. what I call it. So it's like 2D? Kinda, yeah, but 3D-ish. Okay. Go figure. But the point is, November 17th, there you go. New Mario game just for you. I got it. Well, I'm sure the girls will love it. It's just in time for Christmas. You know, on Black Friday, they could bundle it, have many deals. You just never know. Just in time. We might be there, dude. But, hey, you know, they're looking for a new game. They're looking because Lucy's got uh, not Roblox. That's on her iPad. Um. The one you build the worlds with it. Um, Minecraft. That's the one you can tell. I don't play video games, right? Yeah. Minecraft. Um, Charlotte just be her Harry Potter uh, part one and part two, which was uh, so, which is dumb to me because part one is books one through, I'm sorry, movies one through <laughs> four. Yeah. And then the second part is five through seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a bundle we got her, and she just beat both of them. Um, Does she have um, Hogwarts Legacy? I think that's out for the Switch already. That's where you build your own character and you go through Hogwarts, yeah. right? No, she does not. Is that for like she's only seven though? Do you think that would be up her alley, or is it too much for her? I think, if anything, I think she'd probably get super excited about it because you can customize mm-hmm. it. I haven't played that much. I have it, but as usual, I get distracted by all the all the all the other games, but yeah. it is a lot of fun. I don't think it's too complicated or okay. too much for a seven-year-old. Maybe we'll get I don't it think for, so. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's crazy yeah. to me that I'm sitting here talking about Christmas already. That's I told someone that the other day. I said, Christmas is not that far. In the, it's far. No, it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's coming up. <laughs> it's coming not. up. It's, not, it's, it's almost not, two months away right now. It's coming up. Speaking of coming it's up, a lot. is there anything else you would like to say about anything we talked about, if you can remember all of it, uh, before we wrap it up? I don't have anything. All right, you? Well, hey, uh, before I shout out all the patrons and give us their hard-earned money to listen to us talk about horror movie news, new releases, video games, uh, the weather in Florida, all that stuff, 
Become a patron because listen, you would have gotten 20 minutes. You like how I bumped it up to 20 from 18. You would have got 20 minutes of bonus content before the episode started. And I bet when this episode ends, we're probably going to continue on talking about Christmas once the camera continues rolling. But you don't get it because it's behind a paywall because this is 2023 and everything's behind a paywall, right? It's true. There it is. So thank you to paywall. Aaron P and the paywall Colette S Zach F Brian Hathaway from the don't go out there podcast. They just released their episode on salt 10. It was pretty good. I didn't agree with a couple of their thoughts on it, but that's okay. That's why we do what we do. Kimberly D Felicia Connor from two chicks in a horror flick. They just released their episode on the exorcist. Also didn't agree with their reviews on the original exorcist. This is not the new exorcist. They went back and did the old Exorcist. Felicia's a big fan of that movie, which I love Felicia, so I'm not going to argue with her uh, in front of people because she's smarter than me, and she usually embarrasses me because I can't keep up. Caitlin, Ashley V, who just purchased, okay, just purchased a Bucky's blow-up Halloween, uh, what do you call that, a figurine? Is he, yeah. The the inflatable kind, like I said, for Christmas. <laughs> Pretty impressive, dude. I saw I'm like, wow, she went from having never been to a Bucky's to posting about the sandwiches. Yeah. Wearing the gear. And now she has yep. a bona fide Bucky's blow up doll. Yes, I called it a blow up doll in front of her house. I'm sure a Christmas one is coming. I guarantee you. That a lot of people on, are going to think it's weird that I said blow up doll and you immediately went with it's coming. But I'm just saying. Well, that's true. But that's fine around here. That's but fine. that's what we do. It's what we do. That's Come fine. on, Ashley. You know you're going to buy a Bucky's Christmas blow up doll. I think she should buy the Bucky's blow up doll for Christmas and keep the one out from Halloween and they could be out there as friends because let's be honest, the Bucky's blow up doll for Halloween is probably a little um, lonely. I agree. Thank you. They can be best friends out there celebrating. I agree. She, she needs um, a snow machine too. Definitely. I, what's going to happen is, you guys are both going to get the snow machines. It's going to turn your yard into a swamp. And then rather than yep. it feeling like, hey, I'm in Ohio for Christmas, you're going to feel like you're in Louisiana for Christmas. And let's be honest, nobody wants to be in Louisiana, even people that live in Louisiana. Okay? And and because we're going to turn it into our own personal swamp, you know what that means? A gator is going to be there. No, dude, no. No. <laughs> I watched this video the other day. Uh, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street and a podcast on Fury Road and my lovely mother, Nana Stevie Nix. If you want to hear about this video I watched the other day, go subscribe to Patreon, become an official Kruby or a VIP Kruby, and you'll get to hear all about this video as well as other things I'm sure we're going to talk about. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>